You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. All right, good evening. This is Kevin Beckett. Mike is on the road. He's out in uh, Astorville, Iowa tonight. He's going to be training a, a GCR center up there tomorrow. So you're left with me uh, and no singing. Uh, no, uh, not, no, I don't know any more jokes. I only knew the one. Don't, don't have any more humor for you. Uh, I got uh, the, the scores for the football games, but I don't really want to talk about them. I got uh, my Hawkeyes one last night, but I'll just leave that where that's at. And uh, really all I want to do is talk about trucks tonight. And what we've got is a couple of three or four callers and lots of questions, hopefully, about tire wear and handling. Uh, the game, as it goes, I don't have Mike's cheat sheet. Uh plays on the area codes that you're calling from and as I can see, the first one is 541, and I, I, I actually know where that's from, but not on the top of my head. So I'm going to say it's Missouri and guess wrong, and then hope uh, that I can hear you when you call because I have a problem with my speakers. So let's go right to that. Is this hey, 541? Yes, yeah. it is, and you're wrong. It's not Missouri. It's Oregon. All right. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> my brother was from hey, I had called and talked to you guys a couple months ago. I ended up trading in my truck. Uh, I had a Cascadia that had a death wobble under braking about half the time. Okay. Never did figure out what was wrong with it. Uh, you guys were thinking it was a leaf spring, so I changed them out um, because you know the, the spring eyes were going, were starting to wear out in them anyway, and I just figured, what mm-hmm. the hell, we'll give it a shot because I'm shotgunning parts at it. And it never fixed right. it. I never did figure out what was wrong with it, so I just gave up traded it off. But now I've got a 2010 387 that has – a slight tremor from zero to about, to about 60 miles an hour. Over 60, it goes away. It's okay, and it's consistent? I mean, it's just yeah, a slight tremor the whole time? It's a slight tremor, maybe half an inch to an inch side to side in the steering wheel. Um, I don't feel oh. it in the truck, just in the steering wheel, and from zero to 60, and then it goes away. Huh. You know, and then once I get under 60 again, it comes back. But once I'm over, as long as I'm going over 60 miles an hour, it goes away. Okay, uh, a tremor in the steering wheel that is there both a, uh, both accelerating and decelerating. The thing that comes to mind as being most likely the problem is uh, uh, the kingpins not being quite greased enough. In other words, you need to grease them even more than you have been. Like get it jacked up in the air. And apply grease, turn it side to side, apply more grease, turn it side to side, keep greasing it until everything that's coming out of every pore is new grease. And then okay. it's because the, the issue being that it's, uh, it's just catching a little bit as it, as it, uh, uh, as it well, it's supposed to be as, as it's turning or, or as in, in other words, not quite directing the vehicle straight. So it, it, it keeps catching instead of instead of being able to smoothly stay straight. Uh, but it's, as it's a as it's a side to side wobble, and then you say this is a this is a Peterbilt. 
It's a Peterbilt 387, yes, sir. Right. Um, there is, there's one other thing that we've noticed with Peterbilts, but I don't know why it would stop at 60. Uh, and that's uh, that uh, it's possible to get an air bubble up in the chamber of the, of the steering gearbox where it, and it's not that it would cause a wobble, it's that it would, you know, it would have no center. In other words, there's a, there's just a little gap right at dead center where there's, there's no real feeling. Um, okay, um, that doesn't sound exactly like what you're saying. Speaking of the gearbox, um, that r- reminds me of another thing. And I, I don't know if this might have some effect on it or not, uh, but my, uh, whoever had the truck before me or, uh, has replaced the gearbox at some point because the steering mm-hmm. is off-center. Um, it, when the wheels are dead straight, I have a turn and a half to left and almost three turns to the right. So it turns to the right really, really well. Um, and to the left, I need like 40 acres to make a left-hand turn with it. So I, I need to pull that steering arm off, center the gearbox back up. Would that well, possibly cause the, that wobble? Okay, that it's might. Yeah, that, yeah, you've got you have an issue there, but that might not just be the gearbox. There's a number of other things alignment related that could cause that to happen also. And uh, m- m- number one in that is if the steer axle is not square to the frame. So you have there now. So I guess the question is, is the steering wheel isn't straight, but where it is, it's fine. It rolls straight. Well, the steering wheel is straight, and whenever the tires are straight, as well. The tire, so okay. when, when the tires are straight, I have a turn and a half to left and three and a half to right. Okay, when the tires okay, so it so when uh, it, what, what I'm saying is it, it takes no effort to keep the things rolling straight down the road. There's no pull. That's correct. Yeah, it, you know, it, it okay. follows the the curve of the road a little bit, but it doesn't wander at all. Doesn't wander at all. Follows the curve it of the road a little bit. So left lane it goes left, right lane it goes right. It doesn't go either way. If you let it go of the steering wheel, it wouldn't try to turn on its own. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Then you have a gearbox issue, and that could be. Or the cause of everything you're dealing with. But it's just having the gearbox being off center. You think, like we're uh, not set, not, or yeah, the um, the the the, the fact that you've you've got, uh, uh, let's see, unless unless the physical stops are turned on the spindle to stop the the axle from turning. Uh, a turn and a half one way, but it turns a full uh, two turns or three turns the other way. The, that's that's not correct. It, there's the the like I said, the dead center is supposed to be uh, in in one spot on the gearbox, and if you're not in that spot, I can say yeah, you could be having a vibration. I'm not. Again, this is a little bit outside of our wheelhouse. I'm not a hydraulics expert, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. And whenever you have a okay, situation where it wants to be a dead center, it's right. not a dead center, right? Okay. So, so that could cool. be the, your whole problem. Well, uh, when we get a chance the next day or two, I'll stop and pull that steering arm off and um, mm-hmm. and then free spin the gearbox, measure the turns, find center on the gearbox, and then go from mm-hmm. there and see if that fixes it. I'll call and let you know. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Thank you. All right. And he's gone. So I uh, – I hope I'm right on all that. That's uh, again, that's not exactly where we're, but it, 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 it to me, it's just not right uh, to have the gearbox set that way. I don't know if it has anything to do with the side to side tremor, but it, it, that whenever something isn't quite right, I can, I, I would rather it was fixed before we started talking about solving other problems. 
All right. Uh, let's go to the next one. It's 801. 801 is, I don't know. I'm going to say Florida. And we'll see if he's there. Well, good afternoon, evening. Uh, that would be Utah. Utah. But I actually live live in Missouri and calling from Tennessee. Utah, live in Missouri, calling from Tennessee. I'll say it was close enough to Florida. Oh, hey, it's close <laughs> enough. Hey, All right. Real quick question. Um, I had uh, re- I have uh, Michelin SD ones, uh, energy line, single wide tires for the drives. And uh, had retreads uh, done on them. It felt a little wobbly, a little uh, squeamish. And I heard you talking to another caller a couple of weeks ago uh, that the taller tread would make a difference. Uh, yeah. And that satisfied my curiosity. Uh, however, I measured the tread width on my recap compared to a uh, virgin tire that was parked next to me. And my tire is about... Um, uh, what, an inch, inch and a half less in width? Is that Wind. normal well, for talking, recap? We're not, about, we're not talking about tread width. We're talking about tread depth. Oh no, I actually tread width from left to right, okay. or so I don't know if they put the wrong cap on, or if it's customary to have a skinnier tire on, uh, or or is it wrong? And maybe I need to address this issue. Well, uh, okay, wait. The yours is narrower than the other one. Correct. Okay. Well, that all that really does is put the uh, the tread itself within the the steel belting of the tire. It's okay to have it narrower uh, because, okay. like, as we've as we've said previously, if it's not uh, uh, the, the section of the tread that is outside of the steel belting has a tendency to wear faster than the section of tread that's mm-hmm. on top of the steel belting. So okay. it, it's, it shouldn't hurt anything. All right. I didn't know if it was a normal situation or not. And if I anything, I felt like I'd probably get better fuel mileage if it's uh, less tread on the ground. There, that's, again, that's, that's true. The, the, that's one of the things about the, 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 the wide base duels is they are 25% less footprint already than a, a set of duels, so yeah, you, you're already saving fuel by having less footprint that way, reducing it just yeah. a little more. Yeah, it could actually save you more fuel. All right. Well, I I won't worry about it then. All right. I'll, I'll move on. Hey, thank you very much. All right, no problem. All right. Okay, and that's two down. And I only have one more question. And if we don't have any more questions. I I really can't say what's going to happen with the show. I might go over box scores of football games or something, um, or make up uh, pseudo facts about uh, trucks, something like that. I, it, it could get weird. Uh, but the the next caller is from the eight five zero area code, and I'm going to guess that's Michigan, just because we beat Michigan the other night. So hold on a second. Hello, Hello, 850. Yeah, that's a Florida number, but I live in South Carolina, and I'm calling from Kansas. <laughs> okay, nothing like Michigan. Well, anyway, same country. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, I uh, about a month ago I bought a 2013 Freightliner Coronado, and it's got a bit of a oh, like a wheel hop or something in the rear end. Happens. And it it's not very noticeable. You can kind of just feel a little bit when you got a trailer on and under a load. Yeah. But bobtail, you can hardly drive it's the truck. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. That's the thing about vibrations. Uh, the easier it is to lift the vehicle, the more you're going to feel it. And it's got a brand new set of tires on them, but they're Chinese, so I'm afraid that might be part of it. <laughs> Well, it might be. What year is the truck again? 2013. 2013. Okay, and this is your second set then of drives? No, I just bought the truck. Uh, oh, you just bought the truck. Okay, month, so you know, A month ago uh, with these brand new Chinese tires on. All right. And, okay. And, that, and that, you know, when you throw on a set of brand new Chinese tires, uh, I wonder how diligent they were mounting them. I wonder how diligent they were getting the wheels onto the truck square. Uh, and I wonder, you know, it, when all of these things between the, the manufacturer of the tire, the mounting of the tire, and the mounting of the rim on the truck, when all of these things aren't done with care, you can end up with a hop just like what you've got. And exactly what caused it is is you're going to have to go backwards through each step. I mean, uh, if you jack up each position and spin it, can you find that first off, if you if it's free spinning, if the brakes are off or released, you jack up a position, and it just rolls down to one dead spot, you've found an incredible out of round on one wheel position. And that could be the cause of your vibration. And then what caused it? What caused that one wheel to have that problem? Is it that it was mismounted? Is it the, the brake drums out? Is it, uh, is it the wheel itself, the tire itself? Then you got to, you know, it takes a few steps to break down each one of those things. Do you think but, yeah, it's probably uh, out around more than out of balance? Well, yeah. Uh, if it's out of balance, it's something that you're going to feel up above 55 miles an hour. If it's out of round, it's something you're going to feel much lower and it's going to have a lot more force. Like when you can feel it with a loaded trailer, that's leading me to believe that you got a significant amount of uh, uh, either an incredible amount of out of balance or a significant out of round. Yeah, like I say, you don't, you don't feel it much under load. Like with an empty trailer, you can feel it a little bit. Uh, loaded trailer, you know... You kind of can feel a little bit, but mostly it runs pretty good. But, right. you know, like I say, bobtail, it's horrible. Um, yep. You know, 45, you can start feeling a little bit. 55, it's starting to come in pretty good. And, you know, I don't even try going much faster than that right. bobtail because it's so bad. <clears throat> right. So, yeah, so I think I think that the first thing, the thing to do is to jack up the rear axles and spin them and see first, or see if first off if they have a dead spot, if they're just incredibly out of balance. And second, spin it and watch the wheel and see if it's hopping up and down because it's so out of round. And whether it's the tire that's doing it or it's the rim that's doing it, or and, or if you can't see it too close, look at the you know the very middle and see if it's just mounted improperly. Uh-huh. Okay. 
That's yeah. It's gonna be fun, but uh that yeah. That that's that's what I would look at. And then as far as balancing, if if you find that it is just out of balance, uh yeah, putting weights on it is probably gonna be the quickest and easiest way. But of course we like the hula hoops and everything. It just depends on how out of balance it is or what really is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yep. Uh, that was that was the Florida number from uh, Colin from Tennessee lives in Kansas. I think that was. But uh, yes, not Michigan. Now I got two more calls. The next call here is from the eight one seven area code, and I don't know. I think that's Kansas. So we'll see if it is. No, 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 no. We're we're that number's from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm over here in Birmingham. Birmingham, oh. out of Texas, yep. in Birmingham. All right. Yep. Well, what's okay. your problem? Well, I, I, I'm I'm not really sure. I okay. bought this truck a year, uh, two years ago now, mm-hmm. and the silly thing, it's O1 uh, Mac. It leans to the passenger side. Hmm. It's a right front tire, wears even, but it wears more than the left front tire. Well, that'll happen if you're carrying all the weight on the right side. Okay. I have had the rear, the whole, everything on the rear of the truck rebushed. Mm -hmm. I've rebushed the front end, uh, the axle, and replaced all the springs on the front end. Mm Mm-hmm. And the truck still leans to the right. Okay. Well, here's what I'm. Is it? Is it, do you do you have access to it right now? I'm sitting in it. You're in it. Are you driving? Yes. No, I'm okay, sitting still. Well, no, you are sitting still. Do you have a trailer on it? Yeah. Yes, okay, sir. Okay. Well, that, all right. Well, it, when you can get the trailer unhooked from it, uh, or if you could just do it right now, if you wanted, unhook the trailer. Uh, and roll the vehicle forward so that you can get like 20 feet behind it and have a good look at it. So you can see that it's leaning off to the right. Now, does the, that's the cab, right? You know the cab's leaning off to the right. What about that rear cross member? Is it leaning the same direction or is it leaning the opposite yes. direction? It's it, leaning both... to the right. I've I've been okay. fighting this for uh, uh, about about a year since well since I really mm-hmm. noticed it. Okay. Now right. I have okay. noticed, I have noticed that sometimes when I'm driving and I turn, it feels like mm-hmm. this thing is high, is high on the right drive, the left side of the drivers and the right front, and it feels like I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the the right rear and the left front tire. So you you kind of got an idea, of kind of a teeter totter sometimes right. when I hit it when I. Um, and I and I do notice that when I don't have a big load on, the right side of my fifth wheel doesn't always come up and match to the kingpin plate. Huh. It sets it'll set it at an angle a little bit. So the whole so the load, everything's leaning off to the right. That's, that's what it that's seems a, like. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty tough position to be in. And that's uh, what what is the suspension on the rear? It's a Mack Air Ride. I mean, like uh, not, so yeah, so not uh, the not the Camelback, not the it is it's the it's like the uh, like the Volvo. 
I'm not sure what the Volvo has. This has a, a one airbag on each axle at the back. The spring mounts in the front yeah. and comes back. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, all right. And it's and, and let's see. Exact. Uh, <laughs> exactly why this frame is leaning. It, it has to be uh, a, uh, a suspension issue. No, that's, uh, I is now I've noticed there's only one height adjustment, you know, leveling valve, and it is mm-hmm. on the left hand frame. How do I troubleshoot right. that and see if maybe the air's not going to the other side, or that's the only thing I can figure? That you're not that you could have that you could have a <clears throat> again not exactly in my area. I don't have, I don't end up working on air, but. Uh, yeah, there's there's got to be some issue with the with the suspension since it is an air leaf. You got the air is most of the story for for keeping it level. And if it's only one side, yeah, all right. Uh, and the left side is fine. It's the right side that's low, right? Yes, but I mean, yeah, right. I, I feel like I feel like I have a teeter totter from the mm-hmm. left front of the left front to the right rear at times when you know when I'm going around corners and stuff, like like yeah. the like the the right front and the left rear is carrying more most of the weight. Right. Okay. Well, the, the front end, the guy that rebuilt the front end has he he's the one that rebushed the rear end and everything, and right. he told me I was smoking the wrong cigarettes. <laughs> you tell you were not. Yeah. You know, yeah. The your other option is to hold your jaw the other way. And <clears throat> close your I right have, eye I more have, often than the left eye. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I gotta agree. I believe you're on the right track. That I'm sure it's going to end up having to be air related because unless you've got broken springs and somebody would have seen that, the the oh, so we just put brand new springs on the front end. Not on the not on the front. It's got to be the rear. Um, yeah. So but I haven't unless... found anything broken. We've we've crawled underneath there. The only thing I haven't done is. Check the numbers on the bags and see if one of the bags is the wrong is a different num different than the other bags. That's the only thing I have not done. Uh, well, I'm, I'm you know I, I'm I'm just kind of curious if if one bag is uh is shorter on the on one side or the other would it cause this problem? I could see that being uh, very possible. I just. Right, right off the bat, I don't think that's going to end up being it, but it could be. Uh, it would, but it would have to be both ac- both axles. You'd have to have gotten both of them wrong. Otherwise, you'd just uh, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a level issue. You wouldn't see it leaning right. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you get both of the right ones wrong? Maybe they made bad right side well, airbags. Well, I'm I'm thinking if if you if your leveler is on the left hand side, yeah, and yeah, one of the yes, ones I on the other, I mean, they, it could possibly I mean, could it possibly cause the right hand side to sag down if one of the yes. bags wasn't as tall as the other? Well, I I think the the fact that the lever is leveler is on the left side is is uh, indicative of what the problem is. Unfortunately, again, this isn't exactly in my area. I don't exactly yeah. know what the problem is. Okay. Uh, but you keep listening. I'm going to either 
uh, find out from Mike or uh, one of the I'm I'm one way or the other we'll figure this out and uh, if we don't well, I, figure I've it out I've been finding it I've been finding it for over a year yeah and I've, right, well, I've gone we'll through I've changed all the tires and wheels and no uh, it's not it's not that uh, we'll figure it out hold on just uh, if if I if I can't give you your answer exactly what you need right now. But I know we will. So just uh, okay. if you hold on here tonight, and if nothing else, if we don't have the answer by the end of the show, give us give me a call at the office tomorrow, the eight hundred six one seven five five nine two, and we'll figure it out then. Okay, I'll try. Where is your right. where's the office? Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I sure appreciate it. All right. All right, yeah, we uh, keep you. listening, and we'll, we'll figure it out uh, as soon as we can. Okay, thank right. you. Bye. Yep. All right. <clears throat> All right, and, th- yeah, I apologize for not having every answer. It is really close to what I work on. It's just I don't work on the airbags. Uh, I've, I'm gonna, I've got to start getting back out there and working on more, and that's going to start here either this winter or next spring. So. Anyway, uh, 865 area code. Uh, I'm going to guess at that being Oklahoma because I haven't said that state in a little while, and we'll see what they say. Hello, Oklahoma. Hello? 865, yes. 865, that's Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Well, I was... Yeah. I was in Knoxville. Yes. Oh, well, the other side yeah. of the state. Sorry. Yeah, well, okay. I'm in Missouri, but that's where I'm from. Yeah. Um, I got a question. I've got a 2016 Cascadia. Um, sure. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's wanting to walk. It feels like it's walking in the front end. I've had them, I had to rotate the tires and everything. And they're wiring good. I've got, you know, of course, on the outside edge where that, the belt don't go all the way to the edge, but on the front, when I first got it, they had so much air pressure in them. It said it calls for 120 in the front, 110 in the back. And I'm kind of okay, old yep. school. I, uh-huh. I, Are you there? I'm kind of old school. I, yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here? Okay. But, uh, <laughs> All right. It, it, my uh, front call, it calls for 120 cold. The back's call for 110. Mm-hmm. I've got Michelin uh, two seventy five eighty twenty two twenty two fives mm-hmm. and uh, same thing on the six. back. Okay. Huh? Yeah, and but it wants to walk. It feels like it's walk. I mean, it, sometimes it just wears my arm out. And I've had everything. When I first had it, uh, when I first got it, I had it true balance and all that, and it ran good. It, when I first got it, like I said, it, it had too much air. So I did the old school thing, 110 in the front, 100 in the back, and mm-hmm. it rode real good. I mean, that it rode just smooth and silk. Well, when I I got a hundred, I had a got a hundred thousand on it, so I had them rotated. And when I did that, they rotated, they swapped the fronts over, you know. Right. And it, ever since then, it has been just about harder to try to keep it, you know. Like when coming through Missouri, I come I come to Missouri twice a week out here in Kansas City. 
and coming through on 70 through town. Right. Well, it's, it's just all I could do to keep it off the cards. And I was wondering okay. if it's so, so it's in, now are you saying when you say it's it's walking, are you saying that it's go it's uh it, it follows cracks in the road, it doesn't seem to want well, to stay it, in one place. Well no, it it just it it's like I'm chasing it. It don't matter if it's a good paved road or a rough road. It's right. just it, I'm chasing it. I'm I'm right, right. trying to get catch up with it. You're hurting it all all the way down the road. It's not yeah. driving straight at all. No, uh no. okay. All right. Now, when I, when I hear that, the again, the, there's two different causes to it uh, that are typical, and one would uh, involve a vibration between, say, 50 and 55 miles an hour when you're accelerating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah. and the other one would have the same vibration, but it would also be there when you're decelerating. Yeah, decelerate. Now, I feel more deep decelerating than it does, uh, than I do accelerate. Okay, then I mean, that issue, that issue is typically the, the and I told this to the, the first caller, the kingpin not being greased enough. It's it's it just does it's it's uh, when instead of being able to correct itself and come back to find zero, it's hanging up. So you have to turn it to get it to go to straight. And you're overcorrecting because getting straight in that position was a little bit further to the left. So then you get over to the left, and now it won't go back to straight again. you got to get it to go to the right. And if the kingpin is increased enough, it, it just you're herding it down the road. Right. Okay. That, you, you just talked about that, about the kingpins, uh, yeah. I guess, last week or something, about, not, about jacking it up to grease the grease, uh, kingpins instead of letting it, you know, setting it down, right? Right. Right. Keep it up uh, in the yeah, air and keep adding and turn it left and right and keep adding grease until all that you've got in there is new grease. And okay. then then you shouldn't have this issue. All right. I appreciate it. Because it, it just like it started it. And here from the last couple of weeks, I said that I've had this makes the third uh, session where I've had it uh, serviced and everything since I got it. And mm. that's when it started. Like it, it, it does it. But I remember you saying something about that, and I was going to tell my mechanic about that. When he mm-hmm. does it, makes it jack it up so it would get all the way around it, you know. Yeah. I never thought of that, but I appreciate it. And one more question, if you don't mind. Sure, uh, no problem. I, I bought this thing. I had 900 miles on it. It's got the DD-15 or, uh, 455. Um, the, should I, I usually wait on, like, all the other ones I had, the cat stuff. I did the overheads. Two hundred thousand. Is these motors, yeah. these new motors? I'm not used to the. I'm not very familiar with them. Should mm-hmm. I do it at the hundred thousand mark that I'm supposed to, or would it be good? Would it be all right to wait to about a hundred fifty to do those? Okay, they're they're, they're they're right outside of my wheelhouse. I hate engines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I love yeah, engine I'm, mechanics because they know what they're doing. I hate engines. <laughs> so uh, as far as the, I hate new engines me. more than I hate engines. Every time they add something to it, I know less and less, and I just it's I quit caring. <laughs> I, I, I'm like I'm kind of like that. I like the old mechanical pump spring and a ball bearing. Right. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my for my style. That gets into these things. I have no clue. I just I didn't know if you might be able to have an answer to that because. 
But I yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive. I tell you, as expensive as these things are, and as uh, prone to failure as they are, I it, just do whatever the manufacturer tells you to, so that you got the best chance of them paying for it when something goes wrong. That's, that's, that's all I can I think. think of. I've got, I got right at, I got when I, well, I'm sitting out here in Grandview, Missouri now. I've got to go back to Knoxville in the morning. I get loaded, and that's, I was going to take it down by the straight line over and have them go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. It costs for about 115000 but I, that's right. what I was going to do. Go ahead and get it done. I appreciate it. Now, I, I, I will do that with the kingpins. Hopefully, yeah. I'll fix that tomorrow. <laughs> yep. But I appreciate yeah, it. I, and personally, I mean, as, as the rear end of the vehicle, as far as the air pressure goes, we don't think that yep. needs anything more than 100 pounds. But when right. you got those good 16-ply tires up front, if you was, for us, if you were to run that at at least 120, more like 125 pounds, we have seen that you will get much better tire life out of them. Now, if, if the handling isn't what you want, you know, that's, yeah. that's, your, you know, that's your prerogative right. to, to decide what you want in there. But well, I did that. I you always talk about that. That's what you always talk about when I was listening to last week. Uh, yeah. Was talking about going up, and then maybe you, one of you was talking about going up and uh, to a little bit over what it was called for, you know, because that's just a number on the side of it, and maybe go up well, a little bit over. Well, I did. I went to 125 on it, and mm-hmm. it kind of got a little. It was like it was made that walking a lot worse. But I brought it back down to 120, okay. and I brought it back to 120 after right. they cooled down. And it seemed to help, but it, like I said, I'm still chasing it because uh, it just, my shoulders wore out and everything. But now I got it, um, that's at least on the, with the same place I am. He's got one, and it's doing the same thing. I mean, it, it, it's chasing like what nothing. And his ain't got but 80, so I'll, well, I'll get past that along to him and see it. We'll see if that helps. I hope it does. I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. And it's, uh, now the other, the other, like I say, the other thing is if it's towed out, it'll do the same thing. Now, do you have any any feathering across the tires? No, no, not at all. It's it's. Then I really, I yeah, then I really it think it's going to be the case. Yeah, I can run it across and it's smooth, smooth as it's yeah. same as it comes back across. So, I mean, the tires right. are working real good. I mean, good. I, that kind of surprised me. You know, I'm. Um, kind of as good as they're wiring up, you know, but it's like that walking kind of had me worried. I wasn't sure if it had been so new. I just about like I said, I just got it in March, in the March, so. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm still learning. I appreciate it, guys. You have a good evening. All right. Well, thank you for calling, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really think you grease that up. It'll be just fine. All right. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. You too. All right. Okay, well, that's, uh, I don't know, four or so down, and we got oh, a little less than a half hour to go and a few more calls to get in. Hopefully I, hopefully, there's somebody listening that knows the answer to that question on that Mac with the, with the leveling issue right to left. I believe it is a leveling valve, but I do, not, I do not have the expertise in that issue to answer that question. All right, so we got 940, and I'm just going to go ahead and guess since uh, no, this state has not been said yet, and that state is North Carolina. All right. Well, no, it's Texas. Texas. All right. 
It is. Oh, my yeah. okay, No, Are the guy that had the... Uh, uh, hello? Yeah, no, I mean, are you in Texas? Oh, no, I'm in western Jamaica right now. Western Jamaica. I wish I was in western Jamaica. <laughs> Mike wishes he was, uh, too. Does he? All right. <sighs> hey, Kevin. Is this Kevin or Mike? This is Kevin. I'm confused. Oh, hey, Kevin. I'm confused. <laughs> but one thing I'm not confused on is I've got uh-huh. a 2003 Mac. Sure. Uh, the same the same thing, and, I mean, I ended up having to rebuild the truck pretty much. The, uh, did he say, has he changed the uh, cab mounts on the front, those big rubber bushings? Well, I don't know did if he, he has, but... I don't I don't know if he said he had, but when he said that both the frame and the cab are leaning, I don't that's not gonna solve the problem. The the above the above the frame issue isn't gonna solve the frame itself being leaning to the right. He said both the cab have, and the rear frame rail lean right. So rear frame rail. And if because, you stand back behind the truck and you look at the the, the cross yeah. member on the rear of the vehicle, what I look for is if you got the cab leaning to the right but the frame rail is leaning the rear cross members leaning the opposite direction. Now you got a now you got what's called a a, a twisted frame. And it's really common, not necessarily on Macs, but on internationals and freightliners. Um and it's and it's you know caused by you know the way the truck's used. But in this case, the whole frame's leaning to the right. So what is causing that? It's gotta be the suspension that's not holding it up correctly on the right side. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I've been to five shops and some of them have been empty alignment and nobody can tell me because what I've got on my front springs and I had those replaced and they've got that rubber stop between the uh-huh. top of the spring and the frame and I can yeah. get three fingers three of my fingers in on the left side but on the right side I can only get two across there between them. Yeah, that's... So, it's a, so you've I got a spring the... height issue. Okay, that's what that is. Yeah, that's the that's the, the it's actually your ride height left to right is it's either in it can be influenced by how many what what stack of uh shims and spacers there is between the spring and the axle. But I mean the axle is sitting, you know, the tires are the same size, the axle is the same level, and what's between it and the frame is just a bunch of spacers and those two springs well if those springs are if you've got new springs and those springs are being compressed with the same amount of spacers underneath them more compressed on one side than the other that side of the frame is carrying more weight or it's being uh uh, it's not being supported the same way as the other side so following all the way back well there's there's only three uh, well six points all together holding the 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 frame up there's two on the front over the each, each side of the axle and then there's uh-huh. four more in the rear that are holding the frame up. Well, if if the frame is not being held up by those springs, what what is it that's not holding it up? Why are they not holding up right on the right side as they are on the left side? It's it's got to be a suspension issue. And as I said, I mean, it, this is an air relief issue. If it was all full spring, we'd know when you had a broken spring there, because we've got airbags. We don't you can't see what the problem is. But it's got to be air not filling those bags right. Hmm. That's that's my impression. Okay. Well, I can... and yeah, and that the MD shops haven't seen it as 
discouraging. And as he said, there's only, you know, there's only one leveling valve and it's on the left side. Is that leveling between the two axles? What's, what's happening on the right side? How, is it, how does it know that it's level right to left if the only up leveling valve is on the left side? So I, I think there's an issue. And maybe there's somebody that knows Maxwell enough that can tell us why this issue is happening. If it doesn't happen tonight, I can get the answer tomorrow. Okay. So if you want to call tomorrow, I can probably have this answer for you. Well, I wish someone would. Like I said, I went to five shops. Nobody uh, went to the Bruckners, the Mac guys, and I had one guy that really did a decent job on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, because I've had trouble with this truck for three years, I mean, it's just been one thing after another. And he would, maybe you can tell me what this is. He said the kingpins had been changed. It's got like 1.5 on it now. He said that sure. at some point the kingpins were changed, but they were different from sure, each other. Yeah. Now, well, what, that, what was he talking about? Well, sometimes, you know, you, your our kingpin job is expensive. And you don't necessarily replace uh, both kingpins when one fails because it's, it's you know, $1,500, $2,000, depending on where you go and what you do. So you, you, okay. when you get uh, one kingpin replaced, you can put in a stainless steel uh, uh, spring-type bushing on that side, but you still got the old brass type on the other side. That could happen. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of that because I don't do front-end work, and uh, that's what he said. But I had him replace both of them and got it. Got it back yeah. and going again. Well, good. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. All right. Hey, thank you for calling, and thanks for the uh, info. All right. Okay. Okay. Whoops. I didn't mean to do that. There we go. Oh, Texas is gone. Uh, the second Texas. <clears throat> okay. Well, we got three more calls, and I'm sure we'll be able to get through them. Uh, the first one is eight four seven, and I'm I think it's probably Ohio. Uh, we'll go with that. Hello. It's actually from northern North. Chicago. North Chicago, the northern suburb, up yeah. there by Northwestern. All right. Yeah, uh, I have a question for you. Um, I've got two semi-trucks that I own. One's a 2007, one's a 2004. They're both Freightliner Columbia's. And um, they're very, very bouncy in the front end. I kind of want to know what kind of options you can do to get the bounce out of them. Well, okay, you got, obviously you got shocks, and I'm sure you probably replaced those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, then the other thing is that the Columbia, you know, the Freightliner in general, they, they put on the cheapest spring they can on the front. And if you're having an issue with it just bouncing all the time, maybe you should just go ahead and replace the springs. I've done the springs um, on both trucks. It kind of like helps for a little bit, but once they kind of squat down a little bit, it comes right back. comes right back. All right. Well, there again, I mean, I guess how long has it been since you replaced those springs? About sixty, seventy thousand miles. Just sixty, seventy thousand. Well, okay. I was going to say, next time you do it, instead of replacing it with the same recommended spring by the OE, get a stiffer spring. 
because, like I said, they do. They always put the cheapest spring in there. They got like that spring and a half design, uh, or yep. even if you get the two the two springs, they're, they're still the cheapest one they've got. If you could upgrade your springs, you wouldn't have that that issue. Uh, okay. Let's see. But let, let me think. Uh, okay, it's a it's a Freightliner, and you have this issue, and it's bounce. Okay, now it does now when it when it bounces now. When you get that bounce in it now, does it is it bounce once, twice, and then stop? Or no, do you just keep going, going, going? Yeah, sometimes it just keeps going. Sometimes it just keeps going. Well, that that could be an indication that now your your shock has failed, and maybe you need to upgrade those. Okay. Did, did you get Somebody those replacement? Somebody recommended. Replacement yeah, um, I did them. The, our firm Freightliner, and like when you actually have to pull them to like extend them. Right. Um, but somebody had recommended changing like the front end angle from like five degree to like two degree, ah, and changing okay. the blocks in the front. And I wanted right. to kind of like know what the process is in that. Yeah, that's okay. All right, all right. Now, now we're talking about what I'm. I'm hearing two different things. All right, the bouncy problem. If if you, if the thing just feels like it won't stop bouncing, that's one thing. But if you're saying that you feel the shock of the road every time you hit a bump, and that's what's annoying, yep. is that it? Yes. Okay. okay. That yes, that's your your high caster issue. You, back in back in the seventies and before. When they had manual steered vehicles, they they only had a half of a degree of caster, so you basically rolled right over every single bump. But now that they've got power steered vehicles, they need more caster to help assist uh, against that that the power assist to get the thing to re- you know, to get the the tires to help return to center. So they've increased the caster to between three and five degrees when they really only need two degrees for a power steered vehicle. They they just you know, like in the case of Mac, if, if two degrees is good, then obviously four degrees is better. They just added more caster thinking this is going to help with, I don't know, stability or something, but boy, does it make your ride rough. So yes, all you have to do is if there are X, if there are shims that are, that are under between their tapered shims between the, uh, the spring and the axle, if there's a tapered shim there, uh, uh, that's been added maybe a degree or two, you take that thing out. Or if the, if the taper was set by the, the, the position of the spring over the axle so that, the, the, so that you know, the, the arc of the spring is what's causing the, the caster, then you can add a caster wedge in the opposite direction uh, you know, so that the fat side's on the front and the narrow side's on the back, and then you're, you're, in, you're adding negative caster. And then you just, you know, measure the caster and, and lower it to the, the, the degrees that you want. Okay, because the blocks that I have are perfectly flat. They're, they don't have a degree to them. Okay. Uh, Freightliner did give me, like, different – they gave me all the part numbers for the different height ones, but they didn't tell yeah, me, want... like – no, you want to you want to get you want to get caster wedges from an alignment shop, and you want to. I mean, if you talk to one of the like you're in Chicago, if you talk to Chuck's Truck Repair in Chicago, they can get you the caster wedges, and uh, you know instead you know just you install them backwards to induce negative caster, and that'll that'll even out the ride. That'll that'll make it a smoother ride. 
Okay, because I was working with one of your guys' shop in Wabash, Indiana, because I run a dedicated run in the Fort Wayne every day. Okay. But, like, they, like, it was suggested by another mechanic, and then I talked to this shop, and they are like, well, you're supposed to have flat ones and not well, yeah, add any kind saying. of degree to them. And if they, if they have a question about it, have them call us here at the office. Call the tech line that's right there on the bar, and we'll we'll okay. tell them what what the deal is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get, all right. Now that I understand the problem. Yeah, that's it's it's an easy fix if they would have just done it. And yeah, we can we can take care of that. Okay. Okay. Then I will do that then. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. All right. That was a guy. Oh, I forgot to ask him how long he celebrated the Cubs win. But uh, that was a guy from Chicago. Uh, we have uh, another couple calls in another few minutes. So let's go with 507, which I, for some reason, think is Minnesota. So we'll go with 507 in Minnesota. Whoops. No, 507 in Minnesota. Yes, it is Minnesota. All right. And I am in Minnesota. And you are in Minnesota. Well, Minnesota it's a big number, state. and I'm in Minnesota. Yeah. Are you driving? Uh, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Are you, well, you're trying to get out of Minnesota then. <laughs> Just getting home. <laughs> oh, getting home. Ah. All right. Yeah. Well, the weather's nice this week, so. Yeah. Um. Could you just go into a little more detail on how you measure that that caster? Caster. Okay. Well, you know the the fascinating thing is how all of our phones actually measure uh, uh, angles now. Yeah. You know, all these smartphones measure angles. So you just get your angle finder on your phone, and if if you don't have another angle finder, if you, any angle finder you've got, including your phone, you just you scrape the grease off of the off of the axle pad right next to the spring, and then you set mm-hmm. your, your angle finder device on that pad, and from there you, you can see what the caster is. Now, that's not, it's not true caster because there's, there's also an angle to the bottom of the frame. So if, if you really want to know what the true caster is, and that can vary by, I don't know, a half degree to a degree or so, uh, you, you measure the, from, at the bottom of the frame, you identify what the, what the angle of the frame is, and then you drop it down and measure to the, bottom, the the top of that axle pad, and the difference between those two points is your true caster. Okay. An angle finder. I mean, is that is that would that be like a tool, a carpentry tool, or something? Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Besides, besides yeah, yeah, using yeah. my phone. Yeah. Well, if I like Home Depot well, or something, buy one. Yeah, I've got. I swear I don't see it right now. Oh yeah, here it is. I've got a level on my phone right now that would tell me how you know within the prob it's probably accurate to within a quarter of a degree uh what level anything is sitting at. And it's an app that it's there are free apps that you can get on your phone right now. Is a, is an amazing thing about the smartphone. But there are also angle finders, uh some of them magnetic, uh some of them are, are analog, some of them are digital. Uh, that you can use to determine angle also. 
Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um, then kind of going back to some of those other people's suspension suspensions issues. Um, would that if if they had that those trucks on level floors and they measured the uh, the front of the frame to the floor for their height, sure. And then they drop drop the air out of the rear suspension. That if. If it's in the suspension, that rear cross member should go level with no air in it. You would think, right? Uh oh yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, you you would you would think that uh yeah, with yes, measuring it with air and then measuring it without air should identify if the issue is in the should, suspension should, uh, in the air yeah. bags. Yeah. Right, right. And and I don't know. I mean, most leveling systems you know, they they tend to equal side to side. It's all off of height, but um, yeah, there there I, might yeah, be something, something going to. on. Yeah, yeah, but obviously there's something. Like you said, it either. I don't know why it wouldn't be doing all bags equally, but uh, right. Crazy, well, that's, crazier uh, things have happened. Right, that's that's like what we found out about those uh, the cat size or the the. The the devices that are supposed to be increasing pressure to your trailer tires and your drive tires automatically, the automatic inflation systems, uh, yeah, we figured out that they weren't they they, they were never working or that well they probably work really well when they're new but within a couple hundred thousand miles one or two tires could not be getting air and you'll never know it. So I found that out the hard way. Yeah, is it possible that these these airbags are de- dealing with the same problem if there's no way of adjusting from left to right? Does it not know if the right side's getting air? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I I'm not again, it's not I'm not that ex- isn't exactly in, uh in my love my area of expertise, but I swear that's got to be what the problem is, but I I just don't have yeah. the answer. Yep. Um, I guess the reason I'm calling, um, specking out a trailer, air ride reefer, what suspension would you guys recommend? I know that I want to say you guys have talked about the uh, axles on a Hendrickson. Right. I'm I'm experiencing some tire wear, and I've... I've been chasing it. It starts on the inside edge, and it's not—it's not a chopping like a wheel bearing would be. It's more or less just a mm. continuous rib all the way around, and we're flopping tires and putting it on the outside, and then then the next trailer is doing it on the outside, the outside outside tire, and I—I I don't know if it's—and I, I got about eight trailers, and they're all kind of have all the same symptoms. Um, Are they all Hendrickson suspensions? Are they all? Are they what? Are they drive-in reefer spread axle? Reefers. Okay, yeah, so close so tandem reefers. Okay, they're close tandems. Okay, well, and getting okay now, and if you got Hendrickson, you're going to end up with the inside edge wear, and uh, if if you've already adjusted your bearings, uh, you know it's it's not even good enough to you know jack it up and check it and and wiggle it and see if you've got it. You almost have to just go ahead and open it up and tighten it anyway. 
So, but that's exactly what I do. You know, what's that? that? That's exactly what I do here. My my last one, I the trailer was I about eight months old, and we jacked it up, and we just we just torqued them. I mean, we yep. put them to seventy foot pounds with the you know, duels right. and everything hanging on them. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Exactly yeah. So you then once you've done that, you've done everything really that you can do to uh, to eliminate that tire wear. But it's still going to be there because you got a Henderson suspension. Just hopefully it's not going to affect your tire life too much. Uh, yeah. But when you get air on pressure, the outside uh, outside. Uh, uh, what, uh, what would you recommend on a on an air pressure on a tire? Um, he, he, my my theory is it, it should kind of be according to weight, your 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 load capacity. Right. And you yeah, know that's... we go from. 30, 33 on the dry or on the trailers to to 28, you know, with a light load or whatever. So, I, you know, I've I kind of backed it down. I was running like 110, and I backed it down to about 90, thinking right. like I want a wider footprint and put that edge of that tire on the ground. Well, that's you're light. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, if you're. And it, we have the same problem with like uh, what, what was it, gas tankers where they're full going out, but they're empty coming back, and so they're so half their wear is is actually high pressure wear. Now high pressure wear takes longer to take effect than low pressure wear. So if I had to cheat, I would want to cheat towards higher pressure. Uh, but okay. if you're if you're obviously getting high pressure wear, then yeah, back it off until you can just a little bit. What, what, what would be the symptom? What, what, what's the uh, tell sign of a high pressure wear? The um, what, what are the both the both outside edge both outside edges wearing faster than the than the three center ribs. So the three center ribs are sitting tall. And then the outside ribs are are just sca- just scraping away. It's scraping, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So and that's yeah, cause and, I, and, I, and I, like I, I say, a, a highly inflated tire. I mean, it, it, kind of an exaggeration of it. Should it should be a dome where it's it's you know and the, the yeah. it's wearing on the center ridges and the outers are just scraping. So yeah, then, the yeah, lower the pressure, and, the, the more level it gets. Right, and like and like I said, it's uh, it's your your under inflation wear, which is any kind of choppiness uh, on the interior of the tire. Uh, your under inflation wear occurs five times faster uh, than your over inflation wear. So if you're getting over inflation wear, if you you can see it, at least you know it's 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 one quarter what it would be if it was under inflation wear. But you can still yeah. back it off just a little bit and see if you can get the optimum tire length. Okay. Okay. Um then a question on super singles. I have two tractors with super singles. One of them I ran the X uh, X-Line Energy D's, the the real, really good, low-rolling-resistant low tire. Got 200,000 out of them, and they were literally just, like, crumbling. It, it was, the, 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 it was like, just flake. The, the rubber was, like, just flaking off of them, like, shredding. Huh. Okay. 
And uh, the, the other one, I had the XDN2s on it, the kind of a little higher, a, a little more bigger of a lug, higher sure. rolling resistant tire. I got about 250, something, 250 range out of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, had some irregular wear on the edges yeah. on there on them also. Yeah, yeah you, you, and again, it's uh, you, you, because the the tire is so long, so wide, you got to have more air pressure in it to hold up the middle of the tire. And because so you're going to get your high pressure wear if it's operating properly. So yeah, that's what you're going to see. It's it's uh it's kind of normal, and it's also kind of because it's uh the whole tire design came from Europe, and you weren't really supposed to be running them faster than 100 kilometers ever. So there's a you know yeah that 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 thought crossed my mind. We won we we run the western states. Yeah. And even though even though the truck is governed at 70, there's lots of opportunities where they they can roll. <laughs> There's down, a, yeah, there's a, a lot of down, down the hill and yeah, down the hills in Wyoming, and they're not, you know, and it's an 80 mile an hour speed limit. They're um, going to drive it. Is that? Is, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. So that that is a, a speed sensitive tire. Yeah, but but the, but again, I mean, just like I was in, well, the speed and the high inflation, it's it's all both of them are kind of the same wear pattern. And again, even if you are getting high speed wear. Uh, or or high pressure wear, it's it's still not occurring as fast as it would the other way. So I mean, when when you're getting a quarter million miles on your drive tires with these with these uh, uh, wide base singles, we're expecting 25% less tire life than with duals. So when you got a quarter million miles out of them, you actually did pretty good. It, it is okay. I was a little didn't didn't know what to expect them with them. This was my first. My first go around, so yeah. okay. Yeah, there's there's I mean, pros and cons with them, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's a weight savings. I do my own tire work, and, and honestly, they do dismount and remount fairly easy. I can probably do one of them quicker than I can do two duels, so it's kind of a plus on that side of it. There is that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it is lighter, and it is lower lowering resistance, and hopefully, are saving fuel because of it. So, yeah. Okay, well, I'll let you. Thanks for the information, and thanks for uh, everything you do for us out here. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for letting me talk your ear off here tonight. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay, take Thank care. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, well, that's it. There aren't any other questions, and I'm kind of out of time. Uh, and I wish I had more answers on the Mac uh, level issue. I've not seen it myself but i know some people that have a lot of Macs, so i'm gonna get that answer if anybody wants to know about it i'll probably bring it up on the next show at the beginning uh otherwise uh uh you can just give us a call and we'll tell you all right thank you very much bye thanks for joining us on rolling toe if you like what you heard here Leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our drive, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.